0: Hi Craig, how are you? Happy New Year! Ah, Ian, thank you. Yes, uh, welcome to episode fourteen. Our first for two thousand and sixteen. That's right, episode fourteen in two thousand and sixteen. We should have worked. We should have (laughs) been sixteen. We should have worked harder to get that to match. Oh (laughs) well.
1: All right. So let's think about. I'm going to name this episode about focusing. Yep. And so a lot of the stuff we've been talking about, it really stood out to me. And I think natural, start of the year. So let's go to shot one, which is Inbound
0: Thought of the Week. Yeah. And this is a good one from you, actually. Yeah. You mentioned this about um, Mari Smith. Actually, I'd never heard of Mari until I got to Inbound, but I know you've, you've heard
1: of her before and you had some good things to say about her.
0: Yeah. She's fantastic. I've followed her for years. She's kind of a big Facebook source of knowledge. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So... One of the things she talked about Facebook marketing. And so there were three critical trends that she highlighted. First one was that Facebook is disrupting TV and video. And so video has got massive reach. So she said, especially native. So make sure you load video on there directly to Facebook. Don't share it from another service like YouTube. Mm -hmm. So load it on there directly. Number two was a huge emphasis on Messenger for business. So again, if you're on the right channel or your users you're targeting on this channel, use Messenger and use it well and respond quickly. And number three was brand storytelling and make it people centric. So when you're telling a story, flesh it out, take people on a journey and you'll see what happens there. So I think the key thing that I took away, especially from a business perspective that you can start off with is use Messenger have that as another channel that people can communicate with, and I actually heard on a, when I was on a webinar late last week. You know, the simplest thing someone can do, even on their website, is put live chat. So this is just another version of live chat where you can actually interact with people.
0: Yeah, look, I think that's a really interesting point, especially around Facebook for Messenger, and it's it's you know how we've seen this trend. People talk about B two B actually changing to be P2P, like it's person to person. And I think Messenger, when I first heard her talking about it, and I've heard other people talking about the whole Messenger and the apps being a big trend, I was kind of dubious, but it's actually really, it's it's very prevalent now. And this whole idea that you're talking one-to-one with people and influencing them. I think it's really important to embrace and just have that as part of your plans for the year. Yeah, yeah, really, really helpful talk. And so, just to take a step back, this is actually one of the. This will be a video available on uh, inbound on com or yes. one of their um, yeah, one and of we'll their channels. A link to yeah. that. yeah, definitely. All right. HubSpot feature of the week, Craig. All right. I, I notice you've <laughs> just cleverly jumped over an insert. I, I had um, shot one, a <laughs> self-promotion item of the week. And oh, I, yes, you did. <laughs> with a smiley face beside <laughs> it. I know. We actually don't have anything to self-promote yet, but we just wanted to get that shot in there. But we do have an event coming up, don't we?
1: Yes. And this is purely targeted at marketing managers and it's really to help you get set up for the year and get focused on what you want to achieve. So one of the things we were really discussing about is having actionable insights. And so you can walk away and actually take some action on the day. And we're actually planning to give people actionable insights from the analytics that we can see so that they can actually take that back to their business and actually make some changes. And hopefully get a massive impact in their businesses.
0: Yeah, so looking forward to that. There's, We will have details on that up in around two weeks' time. We're planning that for late February, so stay tuned for that. Okay, back to uh, yeah, HubSpot tip of the week, which I distracted you from. So, yeah, actually this was one that you raised around It was yeah.
1: because it's something that I discovered, I think, at Inbound when they said, or post-Inbound, where they actually mentioned, you know, you can actually send your emails from the contact owner, so the HubSpot owner in the system, And I went to try and implement it with little success and then contacted support and then obviously spoke to you as well. But you know what? And I think it's great because if somebody within your business has the contact or the relationship with that person, it's far better for them to get the email from that person rather than from somebody else within that business because they have to have a default address that it needs to go from. So what this enables you to do is actually send your email marketing from whoever the HubSpot owner is. Now, the caveat here is you need to have that set in the system. So make sure you go through and make sure they're set. And actually when we were doing this, we used it as a way to clean out our database and review everything. And once you do that, there are a few steps you need to take to actually set those contact properties. Like you've obviously given me some instruction, which we'll put on this episode. And you can just follow that through and do that and test out. So what I would encourage you to do is test out with a closed group of people just to make sure it's working correctly. Mm. And you can even customize the signature as well from the contact owner. But when you're doing that, make sure they've actually got that signature set up in the system and it's not blank and that's under settings.
0: Yeah. So there's a few caveats. There are a few things you have just got to make sure in place. But yeah, the summary there, I don't know if we explained that fully, but when you create an email in HubSpot, you want to send it out, maybe a newsletter or maybe part of an automation workflow. When you're setting that email, you normally say who it's from and your from name and from address. Well, you can actually personalize those as well. I think most people know they can personalize the content within <coughs> the body of the email, but yes. people might not realize they can actually personalize who it's from. Okay. And so, yeah, we'll just provide a few tips on that because the actual the HubSpot knowledge base it's a little bit incomplete. It's almost indicates yes, it that is. you can't quite do it. But you, you actually you can. You actually can. And we've tested yep. it. So we'll have some notes about that. Yeah.
1: Okay. Shot three, challenge of the week, Craig. Now, this is um, something that you raised, which is you can't measure the form submits by device type. And it doesn't even work in reporting.
0: I know. So this, uh, I'll just, my challenge is, oh, I wanted to report to my clients how they're getting leads by device type. Yep. So... Which is natural, considering a lot is mobile now. Exactly. I I was like, right, how many of our leads are from mobile? How many of our marketing qualified leads? How many of our opportunities? I wanted to show you actually can't do it. And I I actually contacted HubSpot because I was was using the trial of the reporting add-on. I thought maybe they've got something there that can do it. No, they don't. And in fact, the only workaround that they could suggest and that we could implement is to have two different forms because when you have a landing page, you can have smart content yep. and you can actually choose by device type. You could actually say, I'll show them this form. If they come from mobile, I'll show them this form otherwise. Now, that's actually not ideal because I actually like to switch forms based on whether they're on on Lifecycle. If they're yes. a customer, they see As a different form. As opposed to device type. Yeah. yeah. So you actually can't do it. And so kind of raising this for two reasons. One is to say, always make sure you've got your analytics, your Google Analytics in place as well. I think a number of people kind of think they can just rely on HubSpot's own reporting for much yes. of that. But Google Analytics is really good for actually augmenting that and giving That's you a right. fuller picture. Of course, with Google Analytics, you actually can't break it down by lifecycle, though. So you can only see what, device, what yeah. actual conversions, forms, um, signups, and breakout by device. So that was the first reason I wanted to raise it. But the second was, I wonder if someone else has come across this and has a solution. Because <laughs> yeah. I'd love to know some other ideas. And, That's right. you know, we'd feature that in the tip of the week. I'd, Absolutely. Love, I'd love a great solution to that. But yeah. So I
1: think the action is make sure you have Google Analytics set up here as well.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: All right. So, on to opinion of the week.
0: Oh, this was a really good one from you. Yeah.
1: So yeah. So, I stumbled upon this because I just signed up for another bit of online training and I just clicked one of the links, but it was to, it's from observer.com and uh, it was Dan Ariely's, who I know you... Dan Ariely. Oh, Ariely.
0: Yep.
1: Sorry. <laughs> and it's about six new secrets of managing your time. Now as we start a new year, I just went, I read this and it almost like felt like someone was stepping me in the heart (laughs) because I was like, oh my goodness, I'm doing all those things that I should not be doing. And, but you know what? I walked away going, wow, I need to change something. And I think the the clear thing that I got out of it was we need to focus and we need not to check email or Facebook before we do all of these important things. So one of the things that I have really started doing I started doing this last year, but more so even this year is plan for the week. And I actually write down and clear my head. So I, I use a I use Google Calendar or
0: Google the Google Apps, but I also use The Passion Planner, which I've just started using. You've put me onto this. Uh, Yes. Yeah, I'm actually getting one. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah.
1: And I have, so I've seen the Passion Planner for like over a year never did anything. Was this a, this was a
0: Kickstarter project? It was a Kickstarter project.
1: Yeah. Yeah, So it's fantastic. And I've had a couple of friends use it. And so I ordered one and I got it just before Christmas and I've just started using it. But you know, to be honest, great start. Again, I know you're going to keep me accountable to this. And you're going to keep me accountable too. (laughs) But it has really helped us focus and I think it's really put some, lined up some ducks in place for us. But read that article because one of the things that he keeps saying that, you know, even this, we live in this world of constant distraction. Like, you know, you've got advertising, you've got your phone notifications, you've got calendar notifications and everything's going on. We almost have a disconnect. So, one of the things I actually did, and this came out of my mastermind last year, was I actually disabled all of my notifications on my phone. Mm -hmm. So, I don't have mail or anything. The only thing I get is SMSs, but I choose when I want to read that. But anything to do with mail, any apps, Facebook, Instagram, I have disabled them all. And I only check them when I want to. So that's a really
0: key thing to do. Actually, that's a good thing. I'm very similar, although one of the things you can do on your iPhone, probably Android as well, you can actually set VIP people. So I don't get notifications for most emails. But if there's one from my important people, like my wife, that I will get notified And
1: you know what? That's a really good point. That's another thing you can use. That's a feature within Apple and android
0: yeah. so uh, let me ask you i'm interested that because we mentioned the passion planner and stuff like that which is a physical book like you're yes. writing stuff down and that was one of the things that came out of that article wasn't yes. it about writing writing it down and i guess this is why it's partly an opinion of the week as, yes yeah but what, what are your thoughts about writing down versus you know what? everything I have, electronic yeah for
1: the last 6 7 years or ever since i've had a smart device i have not written anything down I've done it on the device and in 2015 I actually bought an Evernote diary and I use that religiously every day and I have just seen the shift in my thinking and I have seen a shift in just getting away from my desk. So I often just walk away. I walk away to a really nice coffee shop that's near my office and I sit down. The first thing I do in the day is actually sit down. I open my diary. I actually compare see what i've got in my calendar and i actually write down one are the things i want to get done today so you know i might have like 10 things in my calendar but what's the most important thing so i'd actually write that down in order of priority and that has really helped me focus this year immensely and i guess after doing the evernote diary i've actually moved on to the passion planner i think that's gone to the next level to be honest and so i'm really looking forward to what's and i've given it to a friend as well so I'm really looking forward to what this year holds for us.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. I guess so then bringing that all together, and this comes from that Observer.com article that started with just that whole idea of focus, removing procrastination and distractions and things like that. Yeah, I think for marketing managers, especially when we come back in the the new year, there's always, especially if they've had a break, it's like there's so many things to catch up on and it becomes a very kind of pressured tactical environment. I've got to catch up on all these tactics and that. And I guess the takeaway from this or the action item that we're kind of suggesting is that if you can make a bit of space for strategic stuff and at the start of the day, and I think this is something that I'll talk to my clients about, just trying to get overall strategy for the year and a few kind of campaign ideas yes. in place yep. rather than oh what are we doing with adwords what's the result you know all that kind of stuff that is is easy to get fully engrossed in and yeah yeah lose sight of the big picture yep
1: so i think some high level planning is in order cool okay general tip of the week
0: all right. So this was a um, a blog post uh, from the Content Marketing Institute from a couple of weeks ago. And it was really talking about social media ideas for the coming year. And I think we've kind of touched on this topic before. Social's good. Yes, of course. But vanity metrics are kind of just a stepping stone yes. to actually getting business outcomes. And this was a really good... Article, I thought, because it's kind of an interview with Ian Cleary where he talks about the whole social media funnel. And uh, yeah, did you have any thoughts around this, or do you want me to just uh, mention some of the takeaways?
1: I read, I read it, and I really liked it. One of the things that stood out was being able to buy on a platform. So there was an app there, and I can't remember the name of it. But you know, when someone actually types "buy" in a comment, it will give them the opportunity to actually buy the digital product. Within Facebook. Right. Yes, I've seen this. So again, you know, I, and we see this a lot on Google, on Facebook, on other platforms. I even showed you on, on iOS where I put in a flight number. I messaged a flight number to my wife and you click it and it actually brings up within messages. It shows you the flight details when it's arriving, what terminal. So people are trying to get information into wherever you're at so that you never leave. And this is just one of those things. And I find that fascinating because I think that this is the next step. In the journey that we're having is that, well, how do we keep people engaged on the platform that we're on?
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. And the examples you use, uh, yeah, search engines started with it. So when you're in Google and you type something, they don't want you to leave unless you pay to click away. (laughs) They want to keep you there with as much information as possible. We've discussed this before, menus, shop opening times. Correct all of this kind of stuff, geolocation. They want to keep you in the search engine. Bing does the same. Facebook, as you're saying, yeah, they want you to buy there. They don't want you to leave to go off to someone's site. They want you to buy and stay within the Facebook platform. And other social channels are doing this as well. And I think the key thing that came out of this article for me was this whole idea of mapping the social funnel because we do get caught up in vanity metrics. But if you're not actually measuring what the business outcome is, whether you're seeing them progress down your funnel, and become part of your audience and ultimately a customer, Mm. if you're not focusing on measuring that and then using it, then you're actually missing out on a big opportunity.
1: Yeah. So, Craig, in saying that,
0: how can one start to do that? In terms of reporting? Yeah. Yeah. So, I think that what this article raises is a few things around measuring and actually when they do come to your site, that's the first part to talk about. Yes. But even things, say we use Facebook as an example, you can get page insights and you can at least see how people are interacting. You can just get things like general demographics. You can find out the kinds of people that are engaging and even that influences the kind of personas that you use, the people you target, all that kind of thing. So you can use this data as an input into your strategy and then you can actually measure is engagement from those people building. Are they coming through to your site? And ultimately, and he, I think this is a quote from the article, he says, you should have a plan for starting with a tweet and ending with a sale. So I think that's a really, like, that's the whole life cycle. Yeah. We could actually say more. We could actually say, well, become a recurring customer yes. after that sale. Yes. As well, so it goes on. But yeah, that's the starting point. It really starts with proper reporting and making sure you have access to the right data insights in the first place.
1: Yeah, that's great. All right, state of inbound item
0: of the week. Okay, so we don't have one again, do we?
1: No we don't, but I'm going to challenge you and me. Okay. And this is based on something I learned from my mastermind that I'm a part of, which is Perry Marshall's mastermind, is that sometimes we need to take ourselves out of our our zone or where we're operating in usually. So someone within the mastermind said used a really great example. She was she went for a conference, she Ended up in the wrong building. Ended up going for this lecture, which she had no no idea about. And she heard this guy talk about something that totally revolutionized the way she thought about people in a business. And she just goes, I didn't, I would have intentionally chosen that, but because I was there and I, and I went in and I let that person, I, I, I let that person speak and understand what they were saying. I was able to apply that. And they were doing something totally outside of what I knew to do. And she goes, you know, it was probably the best session that she went to in that entire conference and it was not planned. So, I was telling for us, let's go to inbound.com and actually find those talks that we would not necessarily have gone to and see whether we can learn
0: something. Yes. I like that idea. Just thinking outside the box or being challenged with new things. Great. Okay. So. There's the challenge. So state of inbound for next week. I, I don't know we're putting in the state of inbound section, but it'll work well, right? <laughs> it's like, what new thing did you learn yeah. from inbound that was different to your normal thing? So yeah. we normally, I know I normally have the blinkers on. I'm very focused on this is what I want to learn about. Yes. But you're saying it's a challenge to learn something new correct? and see how that influences our yes. bigger thinking. I like it. Okay. Yeah. That can be our challenge for next week. All right. I'm on All right. Motivation of the week. Okay. Motivation of the week. Well. This comes back to focus, focus, and what you said earlier around that observer article, and it's yes. just this idea of changing what we do at the start of every day. Now you mentioned what you're doing, and yep. you and now what up. have you?
1: What have you done?
0: Well, I, I found that really <laughs> motivating. I, you're telling me your habits or your kind of um, process, and I've done started doing that as well. Excellent. And I think the key thing is that I've because I get up early and I like to kind of be at my desk around 5:30 and then I actually like to get email all almost processed but yep. before 6:30 or 7. But actually what you've challenged me is that's kind of really productive time that I'm wasting. Yeah doing stuff that's perhaps not that important and I should be focusing on strategy and thinking about vision and that and not only for my company but also for my clients so that's been my motivation of the week and I've started doing it as well I actually get out of the office and I actually go to a cafe and I get a coffee and I just spend half an hour reading some uh, goal setting stuff and thinking through more strategic stuff for my agency and for my clients. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good, so.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, even in that, what you're saying is, I know in the passion plan it says, what's the goal for the day at the top? So maybe for someone like yourself, is that, well, what's the goal for my business and what's the goal for one of my clients? Right. As a start. So you you have a single focus. And I think this uh, heads into... (laughs) Really nicely, the resource of the week, which is Blinkist.com. Yes, and it's something I signed up for about a year ago, but have never used. Right. So I'd
0: like you to talk about it since you're you're using okay, it. Okay, I will tell it. I'll tell you, but but by the way, I just thought I'd mention we 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 talk about the website, but this we've been talking about the passion plan of this this episode. We we're not getting any commission from this, right? It's not like we've got right. affiliate deal or anything. I've just been like with promoting it. But Blinkist.com, and it's spelt B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T.com. Don't know where they got their name. There's probably a cool story around that. But basically, it's an app. There is a website, but that's predominantly an app that gives you summaries of books. Okay, so it's kind of like the Cliff Notes of books. And um, I've been using it for more than a year, not two years maybe, I love it. And yep. uh, basically, the reason I like it is because it condenses books, just gets the main points. Yes. And I can really read a book, say, in between seven and 10 minutes to yep. get the main points Which is points fantastic. Out of it.
1: And I didn't realise, I think when I signed up, there was no app. There's an app now. Oh, really? Okay. Um, which I, I just downloaded. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Yeah, we'll get that. It's great because I can, that means I, I probably read three or four books, or maybe two or three a week. Yeah. Over breakfast, I can be reading one. Over lunch is the best time. Yeah. And- the you know how a lot of the books it's all about the anecdotes, yeah, like it's like a 300 yeah, page yeah, business yeah, yeah. book, yeah. And they've got a I'm just not into the whole waffle of anecdotes and storytelling, I know a lot of people are, yeah, I'm not, I just want the key nuggets, and so this is a really great way for doing that. And they cover lots of areas marketing, science, politics, yep. all those kind of things, and. I read a whole bunch of books, and then the then of course the thing is, if it's a really good book, you can then go and buy the full book, right? Yes. But you've kind of got the summary, and I've learned so much. So, have you actually actioned anything out of any of those books? As in,
1: how do you like, action? So one of the things I think I spoke about last time is like, if you can just take one action item out of each book that you read, right. and implement it. Okay, would your your business be
0: different? Right, I'm sure I have, but I haven't. I haven't like actually written them down. As okay, such. write it down. Right, well maybe I should. There you <laughs> go. But I really like it. I think it's a really productive way to use yeah, spare time. Definitely. You could maybe mix it up That on lunch if you're normally flicking through Facebook and yeah. killing time that way. Maybe read you know a book. What? Yeah. Again,
1: this comes down to knowledge and understanding, right? So you're spending your time wisely gaining knowledge and expanding that. So that's one of the reasons I first signed up because I went, well, wow, if I can read an entire book that quickly or get the main points out then I can expand on that. I can make it better. So I'd encourage all our listeners to do that. Try it out. Go give it a try. I think you can try it for 14 days. Yeah, I think
0: there's a free trial. I so go try on it out. That it's, uh, I think it's $99 a year I pay. But yeah, look, I've read stuff by Ann Handley recently and Jay Paluzzi's books there. I read one on um, uh, vaccinations. You know, that's a yeah. topic that's completely, you okay. know, as a science, more yep. in the science category. There's business books. Yep. There's, yeah, there's tons. That's fantastic.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: Maybe we should have book of the week. We should have book of the week, but but it's it's kind of like they're, they're like mini books. It's That's not, right, like mini books. not that prolific. Around. I wish I could read three or four full length books a week.
1: All know? right. So this week's listener tip is from me, myself and I. <laughs> and uh, and good, this is good to know. We've got one listener for the show, yeah. <laughs> and this is uh, to do. So I use a stand up desk at work, and I often it's been quite interesting because I have people walk into the office and they go, "Oh, you stand up? How cool is that?" Now, it is cool for a little while until your feet start to hurt, Right, <laughs> but the really important thing is that it has made me really alert. I do have a, there is a mat there that I stand on. So it's really important if you're getting on these desks, get a mat. The desk that I use is called a desk. and I bought it about a year ago there. So we'll put a link to that, but you know what? It's been great in like, I'd never get these points where I have lunch and I feel I need to have a nap. Because I'm standing, I'm being active. It gets me, gets me going. And if I am feeling a bit tired or I need to move around, I go for a walk around the lake, just in my office. And you know, it always keeps you, keeps it real. So, and even with the desk, you do need to sit down every hour or so or change perspective. But it, it has really helped me change what I do, and keep me focused.
0: I really like that. So just um, for listeners, we're actually recording this in your office today. We are. And so I've actually seen this standing desk. Actually, we'll put a picture of it. We'll put a picture. I'll just explain it because I'm sold. I'm actually going to get one, right? I I sit down. But the the reason I like it is it's like a little mini thing that you put on top of your normal desk and it's It's adjustable. adjustable. So it comes up or it just goes down flat if you want to sit down. Because I've toyed with getting a standing desk before, yes. but I kind of, like, I just couldn't do it yeah. all the time. I just want it for some of the time. Yeah. I'd really like to, I'm really going to uh, try this. I'm looking forward to trying it. It looks really good. And I really like what you're saying about just how, especially in the afternoon, if you're standing up, you know, maybe avoid the whole snooze effect. After Correct. <laughs> right. That's good. All right. So great, great tip of the week, that one. Podcast of the week. This is one that you're recommending.
1: Yes. So this is one that I've been listening to for a while. It's the HubSpot Academy Broadcast. So they call it the Inbound Learning Broadcast. Now it is video, so I never actually listen to it while I'm driving, which I usually do with podcasts. So it kind of takes a little bit more extra effort. I've got to be sitting down somewhere looking at the slides, understand, because they do give examples of stuff. And it's great. It's just another version of a podcast, right? But if you're using HubSpot or you're considering using HubSpot, go have a look, subscribe to it, have a listen, and you'll understand the quality of the content that we get.
0: I love it. So, I'll include a link in the show notes there and check that out. Our final item this week, because we're coming up to time, is an example of the week. Yeah. So, you raised this really good one. It's from economist.com. And I think it's a
1: really good example. And I I loved how you showed it to me. It was a Piece of content where it was really great in the value that it provided. And when you went to the actual landing page where you could actually sign
0: up, you know, you, but one of the things that you highlighted was great shareable content. Yeah. So I'll just explain what this was. It's an article and my wife actually sent it to me. She shared it with me and with well, a few friends, right? And it's talking about the most livable cities in the world. By the way, did you know in Australia, four of our cities are in the top 10? Three, you know were, what? three were in Canada. Like I did like not realise that. So I think next time we're moving, Craig, we can go to Canada. Yeah, that's right. It's basically like if you want to have the most livable city, it's either Australia or Canada. And then Vienna was in there as well. And New was
1: Zealand was in there as well. There was New well, Zealand. I think Yeah, so
0: anyway, it's an interesting article. But as you said, it's actually the whole post itself is really valuable and useful and shareable. Yes. And then they point off to their fuller study, which from their um, research department, which then has the full sign up and and all of that. And you have to put in, I think, like 10, at least 10 fields or something like that. It's not just email. It's really... just think about that. After you've got so much value to start off with,
1: you probably don't mind giving them
0: a few details, right? Exactly. And this is why it's example of the week, because it's a good example where you've got an upsell, in a sense, to converting someone and putting them in the kind of the buyer's journey, pushing them down the path. Often technology companies will release a white paper or a report or something like that, and they plonk out some half-hearted blog post that just promotes the report. Correct. And on its own, doesn't provide much value other than Oh, we talk about this. You should go and sign yes. up for it. The reason I really like this one is because it was such a good post in its own right, and I was like, "Wow, this is really useful." There's graphs. There's, I'm actually going to go and sign up, and I'm yes. sure the Economist is now just going to send <laughs> you more stuff. Hit me for the the upsell until I actually subscribe. So yeah, really good example of using content as the first part of converting someone down uh, the buyer's journey.
1: Excellent, Craig. I think. We've really focused on something this episode. I hope so. Yeah, really good topic. Perfect
0: for the start of the year. Focus, yeah.
1: So happy new year to you all. And we shall see you next week.
0: All right. See you, Craig. See you, mate. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes, resources, HubSpot news, including practical strategies you can implement, visit us at hubshots.com.